Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN app. Also listen to us on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. That's the big news of the day. A celebration. Brittany Griner released... She's on her way home. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Randy Scott. We are in for the guys today. And I feel that's just where we need to start today, Randy, because so much effort has gone into not just the negotiation of the U.S. government with the Russian government to bring Brittany Griner back home and the prisoner swap, which ends up being a one-for-one, but so much effort was made by a lot of individuals within the sports community, the WNBA, players in the NBA, players and and, and personalities who were giving speeches at the ESPYs this past summer. So much effort was given to make sure everybody was aware of this. And in today's society, when news stories come and go faster than the blink of an eye, to continue to have this story at the front of your mind so there could be pressure put on, you know, so this something like this could happen and yeah. the government could secure her release. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to work with you, man. It's the first time that we've gotten to, to cross paths here at ESPN and and what a day, <laughs> what a day to do it. I, we were on SportsCenter AM this morning, uh, top of the 8 o'clock Eastern hour when the news broke and then it was like, okay, how do we, how do we get this on the air quickly? What exact, you know, what exactly do we know and how much can we, can we celebrate this? Because um, there were so many different factors at, at play, and you lose sight, to your point, about just how much the news cycle turns over, how hard it is to keep a story, even one as as awful as this, even one as, like, can you believe there is a professional, a massive name professional athlete that's being held by a foreign government right now during one of the first modern wars in recent memory? You know, I mean, like, that was part of it, too, is there's never... I, you know, I, I probably saw this on Twitter from some comedian, but like, this is never a good time to be incarcerated abroad. But to have that happen a week before the open hostilities and aggression started with the Ukraine was there were so many things that immediately clouded her arrest. And we didn't find out as a country, as sports media or otherwise, for about a month after the fact. You remember that feeling of I, was, I remember I was on social media and I was like, I'm sorry, wait, Brittany Griner's been in Russian prison for a month and we're just now finding out about it. And that was when we became aware of something that she was living, that her wife, Sherelle, was living, this nightmare. And we've seen different mile markers along the way. And I'll be honest, I mean, some of the most recent ones didn't look good at all. They were not promising. There were unscheduled, very clandestine moves of her. She was moved as a prisoner to different prison camps lately. And that certainly didn't look or feel like someone who was on the verge of getting released. So this was a surprise I think to a lot of people, I guess CBS News had the story and they knew about it for a couple of days, but they had to, they were really urged to sit on it because that's how tenuous the negotiations were because of how it is to negotiate with that side of the world, that government in in a situation like this. So the, the, the celebration is, is now, it's almost like you can exhale and lean into it, that you're allowed to not only have hope, but you're allowed to celebrate the fact that she's going to be home for Christmas. And our colleague here at ESPN, Myron Medcalf, uh, he's at Medcalf by ESPN. He put this tweet out 8.40 in the morning today, and it's dead on. He said, just remember, when everybody stopped talking about Brittany Griner, the WNBA and Don Staley all said, we're not going to let you ignore this. Her wife never stopped making a push for her release. 
women did this. And that's part of the celebration today is the WNBA family kept the conversation going in the news cycle that you referenced, Gabe, and eventually had a big, big hand in bringing her home. Yeah, I mean, so many people. And the one visual that I think it's going to take a while for me to forget from today is just the look of her wife's face. You know, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned Sherelle there, and I, I can't imagine. Like, I just cannot imagine, you know, being you know the, the significant other of a very recognizable figure, one of the best players in WNBA history. And now, wait, she's been detained by a Russian government. Like you said, it, it's just so hard to wrap your brain around and the efforts that she had to have and then to finally get the reward of her wife coming home today. Um, it's just, it, it's fantastic news. And so many people talking about this today, Randy. And this is some sound, great sound from uh, Chanae Ogumake earlier today on Get Up. Chanae, of course, a tremendous ESPN NBA analyst, talking about why Brittany Griner being released is such a huge story. Overall, this is truly a huge moment because what BG represents simply by existing as a black queer woman, which is often criticized, which is often ignored, this shows to the world that she's worth fighting for, period. BG is coming home, but I think we all must remember the other Americans wrongfully detained and continue to fight for their safe return. So I feel emotional. My spirit is happy. But as always, this is something you've seen with WNBA players. When they win, which I know it's been a long experience for her, but this, as Sherelle said, is a win for her and her family. They continue to advocate for others. And I thought that was a beautiful moment. And everyone in the WNBA family, I mean, like, I'm looking at my phone. People are just very grateful that our sister is on her way back. Just some great, great sentiments there. Earlier today on Get Up from uh, Cheney Ogumake talking about the release of Brittany Griner. Uh, this is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Gabe Neitzel, and Randy Scott in for the guys. And that's the one thing. It, 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 you keep seeing it from, you know, from people like Cheney and everybody talking about, hey, there are still others that need to be released. And I, I, I love that message. But today is certainly about the celebration of her and all of the efforts. You mentioned the WNBA earlier, Randy. You know, so many people at the ESPYs talking about this. NBA players who decided, hey, WNBA is supporting this. We need to help bring our voice to this as well. And so many people just continuously letting us not forget about this. And, and it's a celebration for everybody who put in those efforts to try to get Brittany Griner released. It's going to sound it's going to sound odd to say this because of how how massive the story is and, and just the the fact that a that a professional American athlete could be held against her will like this for this long and and not in in you know minimum security you know uh, posh prison sort of circumstances I mean this is she was at a prison camp um, most recently Brittany Griner was but this story did fade it did fade from top of mind top of tongue. Um, it, 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 it faded as the seasons changed, you know, an entire WNBA season was played without Brittany Griner. Um, there was an entire, you know, NBA playoffs that was played. There's a March madness tournament. Most of the football season was played. Like we had as a, as a sports collective, we had other sports to focus on and she's been gone the entire time. So the, the the collective effort from the WNBA, spearheaded by the WNBA to be sure, and then joined in during the playoffs by NBA players. But, you know, I'll ask, I'll raise my hand. Like, you didn't see a, a, a ton of, you know, T-shirts and comments 
as this new NBA season started up. You know what I mean? Like there is just yeah. a natural human nature element of you know something that is news. It's difficult for that to to stay in the news, and the WNBA would not let it go away in the league office as a players union, as players themselves, and then players reaching across to NBA to their friends to like you know guys that they grew up with or played in camps with or whatever it was saying, Hey, you got to help us here. Like maybe you have a better reach than we do a bigger audience, whatever it is, social media or otherwise, but we need to keep her, you know, uh, in the, the, in the public eye, we need to keep the story very much alive so that it doesn't fade because a lot of times maybe that's what whoever is holding this woman hostage, whoever is doing, you know, the, the active, you know, international incident here is hoping that it fades and, and it just didn't, it, it didn't have that opportunity to do it. And that's, that is uh, something worth, worth celebrating today is that the WNBA has, as you've heard in several platforms, one of their, uh, one of their sister's home. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst, now joining the show. So that, that's where we're going to start, Marcus. The biggest news of the day, Brittany Griner being released in a one-for-one prisoner swap um, and is going to be in the United States within the next 24 hours. What, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news about Griner being released, Marcus? Uh, just happy for her, man. Um, I know it's been rough for her almost a year. Uh, I know it's been 200 and some plus days, but happy for her, happy for our family. Um, very, she's very fortunate. Um, everybody in this situation is fortunate for it to come to this conclusion uh, because you didn't know how many games were going to be played by Russia and didn't know the inner workings of negotiations and trying to get her back home. But the support that she's seen from her WNBA community, um, the community of people that respect and um, admire and, and just in general want to see her come home along with other detainees that's, that's falsely or unjustifiably um, being detained abroad. But I think um, I think just the, uh, the, the overall relief that she's not going to have to spend nine years um, somewhere unfamiliar for what we consider on the outside um, very almost nothing, uh, per se. Uh, Swagger, before we get to football, we got to ask you about this volleyball news out of the DFW, Metroplex. Oh, yeah. Metroplex has an all-area volleyball player of the year. What do we know about What do we know about this talent out of Prestonwood, man? Oh, man, so excited for my daughter. Thank you for bringing that up, Rand. Oh. <laughs> Man, man, you know, as a father, bro, it's 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 our like when I play, you know, you got to stay humble. But this is my opportunity with my three children mm-hmm. to brag on them and their accomplishments, and I'm just so proud of them, man. And I mean, we cover sports, and we know um, a lot more of the back background of of a lot of things that transpire in sports. Man, she's worked for every uh, one of these accolades. Um, she cares about it. Her and my wife right now are in Austin. Uh, watching Texas play Marquette, as I have it on the screen right here. Um, yeah, they're taking it to my she, Golden Eagles she, right now. It's uh, that's it's not a pretty game right now. Yeah, it's twenty-one ten right now, and, and uh, Eggleston is taking over this thing. But we we just um, man proud man. Like I got to give my wife a ton of credit. I knew nothing about volleyball, and she started taking my daughter to volleyball practice at five. And I was like, why are we not playing basketball? Because my wife was the <laughs> seventh overall pick in the WNBA. Um, and we knew more about the sport of basketball than volleyball. But my, my daughter fell in love with it. 
decided to put the work in, and, man, she's uh, reaping the benefits of the work. Um, you guys know, like, you know, I try to stay out of the background. I coach her hard from the sidelines. We have our talks. But more importantly, man, the work that her and her mom has done, um, just as far as exposure, taking her all across the country, um, and, and then trying to find good places for her to uh, have a great experience playing the game, but also continue to get better. And she's, she's one of those rare, um, crazy-about-it type athletes that hate to lose, that always feel like it's more work to be done. And sometimes you got to manage that as a parent because you want them to enjoy actually playing and being a kid. Um, but I think she found a balance in it and uh, starting to get some some of these accolades, man. And we just watching her um, and, and, and cheering on and applauding her and kind of letting her make her own way until she lets us know that we need to get involved. Talking with Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Gabe Nigel, Randy Scott in for the guys this afternoon. All right, let's talk a little football here, Marcus. And the big news yesterday in the NFL was finding out that Vaughn Miller, during exploratory surgery, actually indeed has a torn ACL. So he's going to be out the rest of the year, not going to be coming back from the Buffalo Bills. How big of an impact is that for the Bills' defense? It's a huge impact. I said yesterday on our show, NFL Live, fellas, that I think this, could have the potential. Now, I'm not saying that it, it will, but it could have the potential to cost them a Super Bowl. Um, we looked last year, and, and look, Brandon Bean, the general manager for the Buffalo Bills, acknowledged it as well. Like, we will get to high leverage moments or situations in games where we need a player like Von Miller to go over the X's and O's and the play call and just be who he is. That's why certain guys get paid $100 million to do whatever job they're being asked to do is because they do it better than mostly everybody else. And um, so this is a huge loss. I think Vaughn's presence and leadership as well gets a little bit understated um, his experience. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, there is something to be said about the journey and what it takes to actually win one. Nobody is questioning that Buffalo is talented enough. They have guys. They play really good defense. They got young guys on that defense that I think uh, are going to be really good and budding stars. But the impact won't be felt until we get into those high-leverage moments where where literally the reason why he was signed there was for them to overcome that. And we'll see if somebody steps up and make a play. I got my eyes squarely on Gregory Russo and Ed Oliver and Milano and Edmonds in the center of that defense. And then with Tredavious White coming back, that gives you a little bit of boost in the midst of this bad Von Miller news. And we know that Josh is going to have to play, you know, elite like we've seen him do take care of the football, but it's all hands on deck. You do this by committee. Um, I'm not looking for one of these young guys to be Von Miller or take his place, but they have a tremendous amount of talent on that team defensively. I think Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, is one of the brightest minds in the NFL. So they'll be able to to play well. Um, It's just about those critical third downs when it's 13 seconds left on the clock. Do you have somebody that's going to get my homes on the ground? or like this year when Bunn actually did it at the end of the game to beat Kansas City. So we'll see when that time comes, but it's a huge loss, and it's more um, it's more than just his play on the field, I believe. Yep, talking with Swagoo, Marcus Spears, our uh, NFL insider, NFL analyst, rather, here at, at ESPN and on Canty and Carlin on, on ESPN Radio. Swagoo, I, I, I think about it, and there are different ways to frame it, but you mentioned Mahomes, and you got to feel like there's a direct correlation between what happened at Arrowhead in January 
and the Bills bringing Von Miller in. But now we've seen Joe Burrow become that guy as well. And I'm just wondering which quarterback potentially yeah. on the road to the Super Bowl here, which quarterback is waking up and maybe 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 sleeping the best knowing that Von Miller isn't out there in his way on his way to the Super Bowl? I would think it would be Patrick Mahomes, guys. Um, and I know it's cliche to say, and it has I, – I, I think – Look, this narrative is about to start about Joe Burrow and Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, so let me be on record of saying that on on this show today. <laughs> um, what I what I do believe though is that Cincinnati has added so much nuance to their offense. Joe is playing at a very high level. Now he's playing as well as any quarterback, um, just as good as Mahomes right now. Um, but I think the the multiplicity of their offense. Look, we know Kansas City when it gets get down and dirty, it's going to be predicated on Pat Mahomes making plays. Um, Joe Burrow is, is, has done a phenomenal job, but Joe Burrow has more weapons. He has better talent around him offensively. When you start talking about his backfield with Mixon and P Ryan, and obviously Chase Higgins and Boyd, you could argue that that's the best uh, three wide receivers in the league collectively. And then Hayden Hurst has been big for them as well at the tight end spot. Joe is just being the ultimate point guard. And when he's needing to make a play, he's using his leg. So he's, he's playing elite level football, but Mahomes and the, what we've watched and witnessed over the years, especially last year, one of the best NFL games I've ever seen personally uh, is that he can just take the thing over. And when you have guys like Aaron Donald or Avon Miller, that's your only answer. Because it won't be about, like I said earlier, the play call. It won't be about if you're in the right defense. You know how many times people have been in the right defense against Patrick Mahomes and he's made them look stupid. <laughs> um, so I, I think um, I think Mahomes is uh, probably breathing the biggest sigh of relief. <laughs> the fact that Vaughn is gone, um, but but I think it affects that more uh, because I the level um, and we've seen quarterbacks play at a very high level. We saw Joe play at a high level. We saw Josh play at a high level. I don't think we've seen a guy reach the level when we start talking about maximum that we've seen Patrick Mahomes do over the years that he's been doing this. So when he reaches that maximum level, you would love to have a maximum level defender. Um, and, and Buffalo don't have one anymore. And I think it benefits Mahomes more. Marcus, uh, let's just quickly shift over to the NFC. When you look at what's going on with the Cowboys and OBJ, they, they've been so vocal about potentially wanting him. He takes a visit, seems to be a little lukewarm at best now. Would it be better for the Cowboys at yeah. this point to just move on without OBJ? Man, I, would, I, I still want to sign him, fellas, <laughs> even, if it's not, <laughs> even if it's not for this year. And y'all know I'm, I got personal feelings in this as well. Let's not fool the American public when we're talking on radio. You, they know damn well I want the Cowboys to do everything right, and I want them to win every game they play in. Um, that's one of the thresholds we had to break through here at ESPN as analysts are talking about being non-biased. I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to tell the truth about the Cowboys. I think Philly is the best team in the NFC, and I think they are going to be the representatives in the Super Bowl. But that don't mean I don't want Dallas to be. Um, so I think signing Odell Beckham Jr., regardless of if he can help you mid-January, if you're in the playoffs and you feel like you can get a few plays in there to make him. Here's the thing, all right? It's not necessarily all about his ability. We know his ability with healthy. He's a really, like, top-tier wide receiver. But OBJ being on the field, perceivably healthy, 
makes you change the way you defend the Dallas Cowboys, who already has a really good offense, number one, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, just get that in there. track at home. Huh? Hey, yeah, just get that in there. Number one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, let me, let me throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, I got to, <laughs> you know. You know, embellish it, man, because sometimes, you know, I don't know if the damn train going to fall off the tracks, fellas. It usually does. <laughs> so let me enjoy why it's still rolling and going fast. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think uh, I think OB, I, I would still do it. I would have him, you know, for whenever he could return this season to help, um, help me get defenses on edge. But also 2023, like, you, you freed up $20 million with, with releasing um, Amari Cooper. I don't know how much Odell is asking for. That's always something that, that gets in the way, depending on what type of contract he's seeking. But, I mean, Dak's not going anywhere. He's under contract. T.D. Lamb is under contract. Dallas has a lot of decisions to make with a lot of guys next year. But, ultimately, if you could get OBJ locked in and you got C.D. across from him and Michael Gallup, then you put a formidable three. Like I just talked about with Cincinnati on the field that nobody, you know, is probably going to be able to figure out how to defend so I would I would sign him, man. I would get them rights to him, um, pay him some money, and if he if he's anything like I know him and I know him personally, um, he's gonna be back before everybody is talking about he can be. Marcus, we certainly appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you soon. You know it, fellas. All right, man. Let me get back to this volleyball game. Make sure. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, Swagoo. Uh, Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. You can be part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Pepper, Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cooled Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Coming up next, the two-time Super Bowl champion says the Raiders are going to be a playoff team. We'll let you know who that is and if it's true after Randy has this from Bosley. Guys, if you're suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you'll have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and $250 gift card towards a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203 Dash two zero three. You don't want to wait when it comes to hair loss. Just get the information and learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley info kit and a $250 off gift card when you text Carlin to 203-203. Again, text Carlin to 203-203 and get your hair back with Bosley. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Gabe Neitzel and Randy Scott in for the guys this afternoon. Interesting game tonight. On Thursday Night Football, featuring a team that's trying to make a run at 5-7 and seven in the Raiders and another team that is potentially so beat up at quarterback, they may be playing a guy that they claimed off of waivers on Tuesday. Yes, that's right. Baker Mayfield <laughs> could make a start tonight for the Los Angeles Rams. But, Randy, you're a Raiders fan. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed watching them on Red Zone the last couple of weeks, and, and I'm in I'm in uh, Wisconsin, so you know, just kind of reminiscing about the days when Devontae Adams was doing cool stuff with us, and instead now he's you know doing stuff with the Raiders. But is this a team that's really starting to figure it out? Because the way that offense has been clicking over the last handful of weeks, they've become a pretty fun team. They so first of all, experiencing the Raiders via via red zone is the way to do it because you're not exposed to the dreck of the other, you know, 50 minutes of real time action. I mean, it, there are some mind numbing offensive decisions that get made still. And I do think that they have like, to your point, figured it out. They, there's a way for both the passing game to run through Devonte Adams and the ground game, obviously to run through Josh Jacobs. Um, he's, he's Derek Henry of the AFC West, it, not only in terms of production, but in terms of, of importance to his team. I mean, if he goes down, the Raiders are toast. I mean, we're, we're talking 15 to 25 carries, 30 carries in some games, um, you know, obviously well over 100 yards, even a 200-yard game uh, in the win over Seattle, and just enough in the passing game, certainly between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, to, to force you to respect it, to keep you from stacking the box like some teams are, are often able to do with success um, against uh, Derek Henry and the Titans. I'm, I've just been so hurt by this team in the past you know <laughs> like I look at the schedule so so you know Damian Woody we heard a little bit there in the rejoin um at, at the top of the uh segment there with with Christine Lisi um I I want to believe I feel like X you know I'm on the X-Files uh I I the truth is out there I want to believe but I've just seen enough from Derek Carr like man if it's is it a key spot and it's third and nine man he's gonna get you seven yards you know <laughs> he'll throw <laughs> he'll throw just short of the sticks. The completion percentage will be great. He won't turn the football over, but man, he's not going to take the risks necessary sometimes that you need. I think Devontae Adams has pulled some of that out of him. 
Um, and I look at the road ahead. So here is what's in front of them. Okay. okay. And this is this is awful. This is like radio sin. You know, one, two, and three is to go All through right, a, let, go through a schedule. Let's just set the table real quick. Yeah. So the Raiders are sitting there at five and seven. They have to still leapfrog the Chargers and Patriots, who are both six and six. And then you have the New York Jets sitting there at seven and five, who would be that next team that they would have to surpass to get to the seventh seed and make yeah. the postseason. Yeah. And that's who you really have to worry about is, is, is the Jets. They, they've proven they can beat the Chargers. They're done with their head to head with the Chargers. Uh, and they get the Patriots here next week. So after tonight, they get a full you know, nine days or so to rest up and get ready for whatever uh, Bill Belichick will throw at them. Uh, and I believe that one is in Vegas, if I'm not. Yeah, it is in Vegas. So, you know, home game, you don't have to go play in the cold. And so you would have a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Patriots should it come to that. And if you take care of business tonight, you're, what, 6-7. and seven. If the Pats lose this week, uh, then it gets knocked down. Yeah, you'd be head-to-head and you'd have the tiebreaker. The problem is the Jets. And who's in front of the Jets, if you're a Jets fan, are teams that all have something to to play for. I mean, you've got like the, the Lions haven't been eliminated yet, and the Lions loom after a date with the Bills, and after that you've got a winnable game against the Jaguars. But then it's Seattle in Week 16, and then uh, the Dolphins in Week 17. So all teams that at the very least are frisky, if not actively playing for playoff seating or hopes of their own. Do you as do you believe then as the Raiders fan that they have to win out? Do you yes. think it, it has to be 10-7? and seven. they got to win all those games. You get to that eighth loss, you're not going to be able to sneak in at 9-8. and eight. You could, No, you could sneak in at 9-8. and eight. You take less of the guesswork out. Of, you know, you take more of the guesswork out of it by, by getting to those, uh, to those 10 wins. But for the Raiders, I, I mean, you got to hope Kansas City has nothing to play for and benches everyone in Week 18. Uh, and the week before that is San Francisco. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is back by then. I know Kyle Shanahan's leaving the door open there, but – or maybe it's Brock Purdy, or maybe it's uh, somebody yet, you know, to be named to the roster. But those are—that's a heck. I mean, I remember looking at it this season and thinking the hay needs to be in the barn by the time Week 17 rolls around because to close out against San Francisco and Kansas City is uh, is no way to try to sneak into anywhere. No, no, you're not. That's <laughs> when you look at the schedule and you read it off like that, it makes me a little bit more nervous for those Raiders because I, I just don't <laughs> think that to go undefeated in that stretch. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a heck of an effort in order for the Raiders to potentially make that playoff run and be a playoff team in the AFC. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, we did mention the Bills there, and we talked earlier with, uh, with Marcus Spears about the, him, about the Bills being without Von Miller. So who is set to potentially benefit the most? With Von Miller being out in the AFC, we dive into that next. Coming on, uh, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Also listen on your smart speakers just by saying play ESPN Radio. No Canty, no Carlin. I'm Gabe Nigel along with Randy Scott in for the guys today. And the big news in the NFL yesterday was the fact that Vaughn Miller is not going to be returning to the Buffalo Bills this season, Randy. He had exploratory surgery on his knee, and while they were exploring around in there, they found out he had a torn ACL. So that's really tough to play on, from my understanding. And he is not going to be back for the Bills. So it's obviously a big hit for the Bills, who currently have that number one seed in the AFC. They hold the tiebreaker with the Kansas City Chiefs. But there seem to be some teams that have an opportunity to kind of nip at their heels and maybe overcome them in the postseason. Which quarterback do you think, and you, you had this verbiage earlier when we were talking with Marcus Spears, which quarterback is resting a little bit easier, waking up in the morning with a little more pep in their step, <laughs> knowing that they don't have to deal with Vaughn Miller chasing them around for the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah, understanding the uh, you know karmic violence you're inviting by celebrating someone else's injury um no you're absolutely like I, I really do think it's either it's a short list I think it's either Patrick Mahomes uh, or it's Joe Burrow and I'm starting to think that Joe Burrow is the one who benefits the most I, I don't want to get too you know we see a big game we see a big result we see a good game quite frankly between two of the best young quarterbacks in the in the, in football between Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes and we, a lot of times we look at something like that and we say this is how things are now this is a definitive stance this is a pivotal thing. I can put my foot in the ground and I can firmly say fill in the blank. And you can make your definitive statements about either team or either quarterback moving forward. Let's not look at that and say that the Bengals' offensive line is fixed. Let's not look at that and say that they're going to keep Joe Burrow clean. Uh, we might get a taste of exactly some of the limitations of that of that offensive line here this week against Cleveland, quite frankly. I mean, the Browns have have had Joe Burrow's number and it's been because they've been able to put him on his back. Kansas City wasn't able to get home on him. Uh, Burrow was a, a, a slipperier target than he's been as he's recovered from the knee injury. But I think Burrow's issues up front are what benefit the most from one of the best, one of the best clutch pass rushers. It's not just you know Von Miller's not yeah. gonna he doesn't have double digit sacks this year, but he is someone who turns it up in the postseason. Who is someone you have to devote extra blockers, extra attention to. You have to chip either with a tight end or with a with a running back, and it just saps so much energy from your offensive game plan and resources during the game itself. Uh, I think Kansas City has a better offensive line than Cincinnati does. Kansas City largely, I don't want to say that Von Miller wasn't disruptive in the regular season matchup earlier this year, but he wasn't dominant. And I feel like with that game film, Kansas City was going to be able to scheme things up differently in the postseason should they have met. So I very long-winded answer to your question. I really do think it's Joe Burrow because I don't think his offensive line is as good as the one that we saw this past week. 
Yeah, which I mean, that they tried to address that. They knew they had to address it. He was sacked nine times in a playoff game last year, still found a way to win it, and Cincinnati went, okay, that's not a way that we can actually survive. We got very fortunate we were still able to come up on the winning side of that against the Tennessee Titans. And yet, they rank 27th in sacks allowed per game in the NFL this year. So I'm with you. I think Joe Burrow, just because as well with, with Patrick Mahomes, he's a little bit more mobile than, than Burrow. And, and Burrow's done a nice job of navigating the pocket the last couple of weeks. And as they have really started to kind of hit the ground running a little bit more, and, and they've been a lot more explosive, especially last week with the uh, uh, return of Jamar Chase to their lineup. But yeah, I think it's, it, it's definitely, to me, Joe Burrow. And it, it's funny with... Defensive linemen and pass rushers, really, they can yeah. be so disruptive it with just one play. Yeah, That's all it, it takes is well, one play. Like, you as an offensive line could do your job for 50 straight plays, <laughs> but then on a third and five, well, here comes Vaughn Miller, and now we just lost the game because he got a strip sack. Like it's, yeah. and, and that's the type of guy that Vaughn Miller 100% is, is where he can be that disruptive guy. And to me, the team that has the worst, off, the worst offensive line of the teams we're talking about trying to benefit the most from the injury to Vaughn Miller, yeah, to me, that is Cincinnati, and that is Joe Burrow. I, what I want to see and what, what Marcus Spears addressed earlier in our show is one of the things you run into, one of the fears you have either as a teammate or as a coaching staff when you have a big name and a productive, disruptive defensive force, like you mentioned, Gabe, uh, go down like this, is sometimes you have to caution, warn, uh, advise your other <laughs> defensive you know, uh, linemen not to try to do too much, not to play hero ball after the fact, to stick to their assignments. Like, we will put you in the best position to succeed. We don't need you to go Leroy Jenkins and just try to storm the castle here and break through and play hero ball because because it takes one, you know, just as you said, sometimes it takes a defensive, uh, you know, stalwart, a, a disruptive force to, to, to break through and make one play in one key spot. Sometimes if it's one lapse in one key spot, if it's one offsides call, in one key spot, Chris Jones, AFC Championship game against the Patriots. You know, sometimes guys trying to do too much can cost their teams just as much as making a play in the right spot can help. And I, th- this is just a Von Miller conversation. I don't want to make it seem like we're writing off the Buffalo Bills by any stretch of the imagination because I don't think we are because there is still so much talent on ah. that team. But it just kind of makes that, that, that race a little bit tighter yeah. when you don't have that elite pass rusher. Coming up next year on Canty and Carlin, all eyes are on quarterback matchup this weekend. Tell us a lot about their future. That's next, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.